you know, there's another guy around and we, you know, bump into one another, am I gonna be like, yo, bro, watch out, hang on, you know, back off, bro. Like, that's not, <laughs> yeah, bro. Um, but that's, that's by no means my style. I, I... Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We always strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy and positive approach to non-monogamy. However, everyone approaches this a little different, and at its core, our show is about hearing and learning from the different experiences and approaches people have. With that in mind, it's important to remember that the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect those of our own. It's also important to remember that we aren't doctors or therapists and that we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on this show. One final thing that we need to let you know about is that this podcast will hopefully include some explicit language. So, if that kind of thing offends you, we suggest you just keep listening until it no longer does. However, if you're under the age of 18, you should probably stop listening or gather up your parents and listen as a family. Enjoy! Welcome to episode 47, everyone. Today, well, first off, we're Finn and Emma, and today we have an incredible interview with a couple named Kat and Tom. It's a super duper fun interview. Actually, yeah. it's, it's one of the wilder ones we've done. And a couple of quick disclaimers on this one, things that happen that may seem confusing to the listener. Is, so the first one is, at some point, there's a, a real name gets dropped that was a mistake uh-huh. and then there's some reactions to that and then it's funny and it just flows really well into what continues happening so the easiest way for me to edit that without ruining the flow was to just silence the name which you won't even really tell it happened you'll just hear somebody start swearing about it and then <laughs> and then we just kind of move on but it was really the easiest way to handle it so that's that's what happened there on top of that, there's uh, about 20 seconds of audio right in the middle that gets a little bit goofy. And basically what happened is they would there was times where they would try to like re-record it and we it just it didn't flow right. It didn't they they have a lot of energy as you will see. Yes. And that energy got lost in them trying to recreate what they were saying. So I kind of left it and then pieced together the pieces after that that made it seem the most natural. So yeah. it's going to get it's going to get weird and then we're going to repeat ourselves just like a little bit for about 20 or 30 seconds and then boom right on to the next thing you won't even know what happened. But you'll be laughing, it'll be funny. There's also a dog that makes an appearance named Einstein. Yeah, Einstein will be there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, oh, last thing, there's some didgeridoo at the end. So stick, yeah. stick around for our first ever didgeridoo solo. Woohoo! Yeah, they're awesome couple. Super fun to talk to, and I hope everyone enjoys this interview as much as we did. And if you are smart and you use like speed up function on your podcast player because I talk super slow, you do. Yes, <laughs> uh, you may want to slower down for this episode. Otherwise, you yeah. Just trust me, slow it back, <laughs> slow it back to normal speed, and you'll you'll thank me when you're done. Yes, I think that'd be a good idea. <laughs> now, something super exciting. We've talked about some uh big announcements this year, and this was one of the ones we've been working on in the background. 
Yeah. Tell them what it is. Well, we have a new contest, and it's with the company SE Check. And this first off is a company that we really believe in, and we've been trying to work with to bring something extra special to our listeners because it is a really great way to get checked for STIs, and we want to spread more of that out there. Yeah, and so they were willing to give us four $50 gift cards to our listeners. So in order to win them, you need to go to our website. Right on the homepage, there will be a link, or you can go to... normalizingnonmonogamy.com slash contest. Slash contest. And there will be all the full information there, but basically... There's a really short survey. It's five questions from them. and It'll take like 30 seconds. Yeah, not even, depending mm-hmm. on how fast you click. And then we have a special requirement that we are looking for. What we want to hear is your elevator speech. And so if you don't know what the elevator speech is, it was sort of uh, came about from Reed Mahalko, who is a sex educator. And it's basically the way that he kind of coined a strategy for divulging when you got tested, what were your results, what are the things you're into, what are the things you're not into, and how do you, you know, what are your safer sex protocols, and then it invites the other person to to share theirs. So what we're going to do with these is uh, we're going to take them all and we're going to compile them into an episode that's going to be a special release that won't take the place of an interview. Yep, it'll be a special release on a Monday. Yeah, it'll basically then give everybody a whole bunch of elevator speech examples to listen to so you can start to craft your own and get better at having these conversations, which are super important. Right. So, if you want some examples... First um, off, how are they going to do that? Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, when you go to that contest page, there's going to be a gigantic button that says, click here for a recording, and it's going to send us a recording of you giving your elevator speech. Yeah, they'll send us an email with an audio file, so... We, we won't share them. If you if you put in there, like, I'm so-and-so and I don't want this shared, we won't share it. We won't even include it, but we would love to hear them. Yes. Um, so uh, I was going to run through an elevator speech real quick, but because I don't want to waste your time and mine. Well, it's not mine. It's yours, really, because <laughs> I don't have anything else to do with my life other than record episodes. Oh, yes, we do. But there will be on that contest page, there will be a link to an article about the um, elevator speech from Reed Mahalko's website, as well as a link to a YouTube video where you can listen to him run through his elevator speech. And then after this contest, you're going to have an episode with probably a thousand elevator speeches. Let's hope so. Maybe well, 2, that might be a really long episode, but... But anyway... That's what we want from you, and we will then randomly pick a winner, four winners, for the $50 gift cards. And, yeah, yep. that's that's what we got. So we're excited for this. I was say, we're super excited for this, and we hope all of you are as well. And we really hope that you'll be willing to share your elevator speeches with us. And, we're, and the listeners, and because the listeners. it's just to help. I mean, literally, this does nothing but make your life better out in the swinging or poly or whatever non-monogamy world you're in or even not even if you're just in the single dating life and you're at the bar and you can't have these conversations you got to step your game up yeah we want to put a piece of content out there that people can listen to and learn from so go forth and win some gift cards 
We yes. will see everybody on the other side of this wicked interview. I'll say now go enjoy this amazing interview. <laughs> Tom and Cat, thank you. For, and dog. And dog. Tom and, and dog. dog. <laughs> we may hear dog. That is true. Dog's but, name is Einstein, by the way. Right, Tom, <laughs> That's awesome. Tom Cat and Einstein, thank you for taking some time out of your evening pre long trip to chat with us and post long trip you guys are right in the middle right no thank you guys for staying up late for us yeah <laughs> we're super excited <laughs> absolutely well for anybody including ourselves who really doesn't know anything about you other than what you had on your cassidy profile do you mind sharing a little bit about who you both are for anyone out there who decided to listen today yeah, yeah. um i'm cat and this is Tom. Hey. Um, I'm 30. 32. 32. Yeah. <laughs> Age. <laughs> um, Just a number. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we live in California. And we've been swinging for, well, swinging is such a weird na- a word, but, you know, open. Opening. Ish. Exploring. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exploring um, for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we started, like, right around our, what was it? About four-year anniversary. Four-year. Yeah. 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 We were... Uh, Actually, in New York is where we met. So, um, originally from kind of the middle, the Bible Belt, and then uh, both moved out to New York and uh, met there. And, yeah, and yeah. we've been together for about eight years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, married for four, swinging for one and a half. <laughs> keeps getting counting. Counting. It keeps getting longer yeah. every time. <laughs> so, who who uh, who was the instigator and in chief of this adventure? like fell in fell into it like it, it just naturally happened i think we're both naturally open people yeah um from our theater backgrounds you you kind of grow up with theater friends and you just kind of huggy and and really free and open with each other yeah not yeah. that we ever did anything with anyone but i think that mentality carried through and allowed us to have those conversations early on about oh that person's hot mm-hmm. that person's attractive and then it turned into being like well we're kind of bored (laughs) (laughs) well it wasn't so bored it was just we've always been kind of like again bringing in more people kind of like to a um, just from a connection perspective right Mm -hmm. it wasn't always it was very platonic but we always had a pretty big social circles um and we really enjoyed the company of other people and once we met each other i think it was very much butterflies like a traditional kind of what you would think of as a quote unquote, normal, you know, socially normal relationship. You're, you fall in love with that one person. Um, you, you know, get engaged, you get married. You kind of took that, we took that path initially. And then things were still really, really good, but you know, you lose that fire necessarily yeah. of, of like the, of the physical portion. And it's not that I don't love her any less or that she loves me any less. It was just a matter of hmm. it's not that, that instinctual drive. Yeah. Yeah. And we actually both read, um, I don't know what got us to read it, but Sex at Dawn. Right? Yeah. yeah. Sex at Dawn. I always want to say Sex Before Dawn, but I think it's just Sex at Dawn. Yeah. It's a different and type of book. <laughs> at Sunset. Yes. Yeah. At sunset. Um, and that really got us to start having those conversations just about the societal norms that we were raised in. Because I'm from Texas. So I know if I reflect back on my life, um, not that anyone was like, you can't have sex and you can't do these things, but. I certainly was raised in a, you know, a area of America that is, is like that. And mm. it made me feel, uh, it made me not think outside of, of those norms and, and that things could be a different way until we read that book kind of had, yeah. and we both grew a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That didn't really answer your question directly, but point is it kind of both, we both kind of came to it together. It wasn't one person or the other being like, I want this. It was kind of like, Hey, we should maybe try this. Right. Right. I think, I think I I initially started listening to um, sex with Emily. I don't know if you've heard of that podcast, but it's, Mm -hmm. um, um, she, she, you know, basically talks about all things um, sexuality and it's, it's not primarily just as, you know, a lifestyle swinging um, podcast, it, it it talks about everything. And she mentioned the book. I started reading the book. I think I was the first one to like download it. And, you know, we both started reading it together, a little book club. Um, <laughs> um, and then we ended up getting into kind of opening our eyes more towards like, wait a minute, this is, we're not the only, we're not weird for feeling this way and, you know, kind of wanting to, you know, maybe more than just talk to other people. Yeah. Yeah. And so was it ever when you started having these conversations, were either of you ever like scared or nervous about bringing it up? Like, because somebody had to broach the conversation first. It, it's most likely mm-hmm. I, I can't yeah, imagine that, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that telepathically. Knew. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, well, it probably was. Tom. Oh yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was probably Tom because. I, I think I'm a lot more quiet and, and not repressed. That's the wrong word, but you know, a little more reserved. And I, I kind of never, I don't know. My, my personal like sexuality is like, someone has to remind me that there's sex and I'm like, Oh oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. That person's looking at me in a sexual way. Maybe I'm not interested in the two. Otherwise I'm like, here's this geode or this feather I found. (laughs) (laughs) Or this didgeridoo. (laughs) Um, So so you you probably brought those things up a lot more often, but definitely. I, I was never like scared. I, I don't know. Were you scared of bringing those up? No, uh, communication wise is never. I don't think communication has ever been a problem between the two of us. Yeah. Um, I was definitely. I'm definitely the more sexual one in the relationship. Like Kat's saying, is is it's it's very much a you you got to kind of bring her into the mood for sure. I mean, again, that's a lot of people, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's, it's very much like you have to almost remind like, Oh yeah, that's a thing. That's something that we do for enjoyment outside of just other life. So it was, it's, I don't know. Yeah. But when you brought it up, I'm just trying yeah, to I know. It was, I'm trying to remember when we brought it up. All I, all I do recall is that it was, yeah, the book that kind of got the, initial. yeah, I think, yeah, you bring up the book and then we both read it together and just like starting to talk about, um, what it might be like to, to be with other people. And there's definitely those yeah. nerves of like, how, how's the other person going to respond to it? But because we're so open with each other, it wasn't, it wasn't like a, Oh, I'm going to lose this person or, Oh, they're going to hate me or anything like that. Right. It was just like, you oh, think, and then we both were like, yeah, that sounds interesting. Maybe not right now. Cause I mean, again, we had these conversations several years ago before mm-hmm. we tried anything. So it, we definitely like slowly progressed to where we are now. And, and what took you over the threshold into the the full on debaucherous world of swinging? <laughs> <laughs> or what were those? Yeah, what were those first steps look, looking like? Yeah, well, I think you know, I, if we're being candid, like mm-hmm. uh, eventually it was just like we've been married for so long, we feel like we're being roommates. We, mm-hmm. I, I want to satisfy Tom in ways that, well, I want Tom to be satisfied in ways that I feel like I can't fully do all the time, and vice versa, and. That conversation kind of having that um, conversion kind of mentality um, helped us take that that step into it. So actually, we went to New York. So now we live in California, but we went to New York for work, but also like our anniversary um, last year in October. And we were like, hey, you know what? There's there's a sex club there. Let's go check it out because they also have a swingers 101 class. <laughs> and 
And the thing I was most afraid of was not, not having sex with other people, but just STDs. Cause I, I, in my mind, it's just like, everyone has them and we're going to get them. And I don't know what to do about that or how to bring it up. And I wanted to, I, Full body I wanted, so, yeah. <laughs> I wanted someone to tell us that it wasn't, it wasn't as, as prevalent and people are safe. And, you know, now I know those things are, are a lot more, um, I'm more knowledgeable about that stuff now, but at the time I was like, I was just thinking it was going to be creepy and all this kind of stuff. So the swinger 101 class sounded like a really good <laughs> way to like learn and ask those questions Yeah, and how to ask those questions. Exactly. Yeah. That was the main thing is like, how do you, you know, kind of break the ice there and still address that and be, you know, mindful of everyone and make sure that everyone is, you know, on the same page and comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And so the- we did the switch class <laughs> yeah i was gonna say did the swinging 101 class live up to its name and did it full did it did it do what you had hoped um you know yes and no so the, it, it was cool to like go to a sex club and see like the layout they give you a tour and everything and then uh, i don't remember the the owner's name or the but but let's let's not get into names but, but well, it was, it was, it's a uh, the, the club itself was called bowery Bliss. yeah so. and it was great all that was great it was just funny because it was like this big like really brooklyn guy talking about sex and stuff <laughs> and then he, he, he like a, super nice guy let's yeah. just oh, yeah, no, he, it was really great. really great it was addressed just all our questions not awesome. what i expected um and i probably dressed up a little too much there i or like this little black dress and stuff and um and not, which I normally don't. So I was like overdone, I felt. But anyways, maybe there's like two other people and like, you know, in those like everyone, why do all these sex clubs have leather couches? I don't know. But, you know, there's leather couches <laughs> and, and he like has flashcards and he went through like the kind of questions that people, I guess, typically ask. But there was yeah. one that he always keeps towards the end, which is, of course, the STD one. And he wants someone to ask. And of course, I was the one to ask. And he said, well, you know, that's it's just the risk you take. And that wasn't really the answer that I wanted. I wanted him to kind of give a little more direction to how we should ask and stuff, but obviously we figured that out um, actually by listening to y'all's podcast and um, with uh, Mr. and Mrs. Jones Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So we've, we've found our way thus far, but they didn't really answer those questions fully for us there, but it was a fun night. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, Cindy, your question for me, did it, did it, you know, do its thing? Yes, because it was the first step for us actually yeah. getting into, you know, we stayed that night, we met some really cool people. That first experience, we had um, kind of a whirlwind, uh, or I should say that first night, it was a whirlwind of experiences. Mm-hmm. Because we had we had one bad experience in the sense that there was a couple that would not leave us alone. Oh, it wasn't bad, it was just like a was, learning experience. It was a learning experience, correct. It wasn't bad between, but it was like, it was that learning of like, how do we say no? How do we, how do we give the impression that like, you know, thank you very much. However, not, you know, look interested in pursuing this conversation further. Um, so there was a little bit of that. And then there was, you know, a, you know, it ended with a big spin the bottle game and then a seven person orgy on a table or on a a bed. (laughs) Um, so it was kind of a, like jump into the deep end after the one Oh one all in, you know, a four or five hour period. Yeah. You you both just jumped right in, huh? (laughs) Yeah. We didn't do a full swap, but we did like, um, we did like make out with other people and like, you know, it's so interesting because I'm like, oh, finger. I'm like, can I say that? Like, <laughs> no, you, you're anyway, not allowed to you say know. finger. No, not yeah, allowed no. to say that at all. <laughs> uh, anyway, you know, we, we played around with each other. Um, and that was like the first time to have that experience with someone else. Um, and then it, what was nice, I think, is we came back to each other towards the end and like had that moment to kind of be like, we'll make out and, you know, have our own thing. Mm-hmm. And then once we left from there, 
we like went out to the uh, pier or the whatever somewhere in yeah, yeah, well, we walked out to the East River. Yeah, and we just, like, reflected on everything and, and talked about how awesome that felt and, and how the jealousy and things that we thought we would experience didn't happen at all, and we actually, it was, like, true conversion. Yeah. It was yeah. so zen. <laughs> no, it felt really good, though. It was, it was, it, we, I expected more um, emotional feelings and, and, or, like, bad emotional feelings or was prepping myself for that, but none of that happened. It was crazy. Right. Yeah. And go, going into that, had you guys laid out rules and sort of boundaries of like what you wanted to, in terms of whether what you wanted to experience or maybe where your limits were in terms of things that you wanted to do that first night? When we went into the night, we were, were definitely making sure we originally planned to stay with one another and, you know, constantly check in. So that was really the the, the rule we had, so to speak, up front, or the agreement, um, was really just to constantly be checking in. And if we wanted to play the spin the bottle game, or, or if we wanted to go and have that seven-person orgy. Okay. Uh, but we did know that we didn't want to do a full swap that night. Right. Um, we were fine with, obviously, soft swapping, um, but I, we'd already, we did have like that rule, like, this is our first night, let's just you know, slowly get into it, even though it wasn't working, but um, mm-hmm. slowly get into it and not fully swap with people because, um, you know, we want to make sure that we're, we're, you can't read ev- your partner's every moment or mood, even if you're like communicating with each other. And since it was our first night, I, I think it was a good choice not to fully. So also, I don't think we were compelled enough or like physically able to. I, I think we were both in a, like a, it was weird. Like you're turned on, but you're like, body's like, but wait, no. Um, so it was like an odd in between feeling that I don't even know if I could have been like able to have sex with someone else just out of like a physical comfortability thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, that was like our line is like, okay, soft swap, even though the couple wanted us to. Uh, well, yeah they, yeah. yeah, they were very nice about it though. They were like, you want to do? We're like, no. And they're like, cool. And then we kept making it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were a good first couple too, to like, um, the main couple we were with in the orgy of people, mm-hmm. um, they were a really good couple to like experience that with. Cause they were, they're around our age and they were very understanding and very like helpful and, and, um, and showing us like what to kind of do and how to get into things and not feel like awkward or uncomfortable. Yeah. They were, yeah. They were, they were great, um, mentors <laughs> yeah. for the evening. It was, yeah, it was, it was a really good experience. Yeah. Yeah. So after you left New York then, how did you proceed? I guess when you got back home, we started um, going to the. So a lot of our experiences have primarily been like sex clubs or um, another, uh, like a woman, like a threesome at our, in our house. I don't know why at our house, but <laughs> and it's always a friend, which I know is like a no no. But our friends are really cool, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's like what we've experienced thus far. I think going, well, we've talked about this a lot, but going forward, something that I, I definitely want to do mm-hmm. is go on more dates and meet people. Cause I, I'm very attracted to, to people's personalities more than just looks. And I think that's really hard to, to, you know, get at a club. It's, it really mm-hmm. is very physical at the club. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, like you can go and it's like, sometimes there's people there, sometimes they're not, you're just kind of hoping that you're spending however much money you are. <laughs> to get in and find people you, you, uh, connect with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so when we got back, we, um, we went to the, the club in San, San Francisco. Francisco and, um, I think the first few times we went, we just kind of again played with each other and, and yeah. got comfortable with the, the surrounding <laughs> surroundings. Um, and then eventually 
I actually, there's one story. Okay. So funny thing. So we went, <laughs> I'm trying to think of this one time. So this one time we went and I, I was like, kind of, kind of feeling it kind of not. I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm in the mood or not. Uh, but, but we went and we were kind of hanging out and I, and I turned to Tom and I was like, you know what? I think I'm just done. Let's just go. Um, and at the moment, by the way, this was only like our third time going. And I was like, wait, wait, like done with it all. Like, like, <laughs> like we're never going to do this again. Okay. I mean, I'll adjust. I'll figure it out. But I was like, no, I'm just like tonight. I'm tired. Oh, I love my naps. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but as we were about to leave, um, this, this couple crawled, crawled to us cause we were in like the sex room where everyone's naked and doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, and they like crawled to us and they were like, can I have a taste? <laughs> Literally looking at me so hard. Yeah. Looked at me and I was like, I'm okay with that, but you're going to have to ask her. <laughs> and he like looks over and he's like, may I have a taste? Yeah. And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. Why not? So then this <laughs> random couple ate me out and it was a very, uh, it was a great experience. Um, it was, it was so, it's not normal for me to do that kind of stuff. So it was, it was very liberating, but, yeah. but that was, I don't know. That was like our first time to actually like ha- start to have like oral kind of sexual things get involved with mm-hmm. um, the swinging. Mm-hmm. So like, again, all very incremental um, and all very nice. Na- it wasn't like tonight we're doing oral and tomorrow we're having sex. Like it was, it's not planned like that by any means, but it just seems that our experiences have kind of built up. Um, to eventually full swapping. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What was, what happened after that? After that was, I think the next time where we went with our friend, same club and we went with, you know, a friend of ours and, um, she joined us and I, it, very quickly a couple came in and, you know, came and they, over were and they, they were hot. <laughs> they were also awesome. Yeah, yeah. They were, they were, but they were definitely freaking hot. So, yeah. um, they came over and they started chatting with us and, 30 minutes later, we're all in the back and yeah, having a fun little rendezvous on the uh, beds back in the. Fiverr, whatever you call it. <laughs> Fiverr. Fiverr. It lasted like. $5 foot long. And well, $5 maybe half six inches up. Which... <laughs> which lasted like three hours, by the way, which was crazy. I, I, I'm not used to I feel like in the swinging world, things like take. I Maybe this is just our experiences, but it was like the. I. I and you look at the clock, and you're like, holy shit, it's like three o'clock in the morning. Did like, the time how, did work? I, how did I have sex for that long? But it, it, that was, so that was our full swap experience is, is uh, uh, three ladies, two guys. And it all worked really well. It wasn't, there was none of that. Again, like I worry about that kind of those awkward moments, but uh, I'm getting more used to it just being like, whatever it's awkward whatever but but, we've been very lucky in that sense like we have not had any really truly i know i said earlier about a bad experience it was not even a bad it was a learning lesson exactly what you said but we've been very lucky with the people we've come in contact with and um we've had a lot of luck at clubs like i was saying i mean we've only had friends who have joined us outside of a club and so far only only women so far, but definitely looking to find somebody for... We're going to find that lumberjack. Yeah. <laughs> she's, so, she's so... You're just very particular. That's all. That's and it, Nothing wrong with that. But, you know, yeah. But, yeah, so that was our full swap. And we've we've gone back to the club a few times and done more, like, full swap things. And then we had a friend come over and had a threesome with her. And it's been all good, really good so far. Um, we definitely want to experience more, and I definitely want to, like, by, what are they called? The the male Pegasus. 
No, no, y'all, I, the, the, you know, the guy, the one, the guy equivalent to a woman. Pegasus or bull. Yeah, yeah. bull, thank you. Yeah. I think that would be fun. But that's something we haven't gotten to yet. Again, I'm, I'm really picky about that kind of stuff, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> if anyone's listening, find us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're my man. <laughs> Qualifies lumberjack yeah, material. Cast ES up. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm curious. Yeah, What's that? Yeah, go for it. No, just shameless plug. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I'm I'm curious for for anybody who who is in approaching, and you know the couple that approached and asked for consent in the in the playroom. I think for one, it's awesome that they asked, but is the line may I have a taste? Is that is that really the way to get in your pants? Just for future yeah. reference. <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I always appreciate humor. Um, but, you know, it, it, it definitely, like, <laughs> caught me off guard um, a little bit when, when he asked. But, it, I mean, I wasn't like, oh, why would you ask that? No. Right. Um, but I kind of giggled and then was fine with it. Um, though it isn't, it's definitely not what I, like, fantasize of someone, like, coming to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I'm, just I'm, I'm asking for Emma's benefit. Yeah, I was saying. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would appreciate the ask, but I would also be like, man, you could have asked that in a better way. <laughs> right? I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, well, I got You got to be gentle with the men. Sometimes, sometimes they don't have the best pickup lines, but they have the best intent. So, yeah. <laughs> well, meanwhile, to eat you yeah. out. No. <laughs> Um, I wanted to know, so you mentioned a couple of three, threesomes and it sounds like you, uh, Kat, you've been ex- experimenting with bisexuality based on having threesomes, I could be assuming there, but is that something you had been curious about before or that you had identified as before? Um, I'd say a, a heteroflexible, is that the right term? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not necessarily bio, like I haven't gotten down on anyone and I don't know if that's something that I would do or, or could do well, at least. Um, I'm not closed off to it, but it has to be someone I'm really comfortable with. Um, and that I, that I, you know, really, really trust. I think when I'm, when we've had these first full swap experiences with people, I, um, obviously women involved, I haven't felt comfortable enough doing that yet. For some reason, I'm comfortable with guys. I just, I think it's cause I'm used to that. That's just mm-hmm. been my whole life. Um, it's, it's, you know, uh, uh, male, female relationships. Um, but I'm definitely attracted to women. I think they're beautiful creatures. They have very soft skin and very beautiful, you know, shape and stuff. And I, and I love that, but I think I'm just more attracted to really, uh, to, to personalities in the end. Mm -hmm. So if I really connect with someone and, um, and then we start to, you know, get busy, I guess, (laughs) then I'll see where my, where I'm taken. But the first initial time we hook up with people, I, I don't feel comfortable doing that right away. So, so, so far I haven't gone down on anyone, but I've let plenty of women go down on me, but not, not forcefully. They, they want to do it. I was saying she's a giver and she literally, I think the first time that it happened, it was because you were like, well, they're going to enjoy this. So it's not going to hurt. Yeah, so go for it. <laughs> and, and how about you, Tom? Have you explored your sexuality at all? Uh, I'm I'm definitely more, you know, that hetero comfortable. So but by no means if, you know, there's another guy around and we, you know, bump into one another, am I going to be like, yo, bro, watch out, hang on, you know, back off, bro. Like, that's not, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bro. Um, but that's, that's by no means my style. I, I, you know, I've 
you know, done everything under the sun except, I guess, you know, be physical with a man. And so, you know, there's definitely areas that I would probably branch out into in the sense of we've even talked about this, about like if a guy really, if we were with somebody who was bisexual or, you know, also exploring, you know, themselves, I would probably be comfortable allowing for them to maybe do things, you know, go down on me, but that's totally something that I'm in, you know, I've thought about, haven't done yet. So it's still just kind of in the bank of like, maybe one day, but mm-hmm. we're not seeking it out. Yeah. We're not, we're not, we're not really the mentality of like, I'll never try that. Cause we don't know right. how we'll be. I mean, even with swinging, like, I think that was like a way far in our relationship. Something got brought in that, like, this was like a first year and it's like, well, right now, no, but I don't know how I'll feel in five years, you know? And I think we both have that mentality of I'll never say no to to something fully. Maybe not right now, but Mm -hmm. I don't know how I'll feel in a few years or a few months or whatever. Maybe I'll be different then. Right. Yeah. And have have you guys thought about what have you found works best for you in terms of uh, relationship dynamics with other people? Is it like a friends with benefits or is it just like the we go to the club, we meet people one night and then we we have a great time but we don't see him again have you have Mm -hmm. you talked about exploring the the polyamory side and that type of thing um so we've definitely we've discussed polyamory i don't think that's where we are at the moment again we're not closed off to that maybe being Mm -hmm. in the future who knows um but right now what seems to be working we we definitely like people like friends or I wouldn't just say just friends, people we know or have gotten to know um, that we hook up with is definitely a, a more a closer experience where we feel more connected with them. But I, you know, thus far we've with the, um, all the club experiences have been more of that. Uh, we'll never see you again kind of situation. <laughs> yeah. And we have a really good connection at the club. We always exchange information. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that time in New York, for instance, you know, we have information, we we contact them again if we go back to new york i think that would definitely happen um you know just just because of the amount of times we've gone which hasn't been like the craziest amount yet uh, because it really has only been a year and a half yeah um is it right now we haven't had the opportunities like to to meet back up with people that we've we've connected with but i i think that's definitely something i i personally want to do in the future i want to meet people that we're not only friends with, but we also <laughs> fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but that, that we can, you know, be open in all the different realms <laughs> of our of our friendship. Um, we just haven't had time really to connect with people like that yet, or go on dates yet. And I think that's kind of where it's going to happen. Um, yeah, yeah. The most success, though, just to kind of get to the question, the most success so far has been in the club, um, and it has been mostly one off mm-hmm. um, with a handful of you know friends with benefits so yeah. far that we have as close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we both definitely want to find people who we can connect with on a, a deeper level than just that one off. So yeah, yeah, that's ideal. Yeah. And, and so what, well, you got a question? Mm-hmm. Okay. No, go ahead. How has swinging has impacted your relationship over the last year and a half? Has it, what are some of the strengths and or challenges that you've encountered uh, I think it's been yeah. great. I, I, it was, it was funny when you were saying that question. We like looked at each other and smiled. It has like helped us so much yeah. um, in our in our relationship. I I don't think we've ever felt 
closer and more open and more understanding of each other. And that's probably the thing that we enjoy most from it. I, after the first night that we did a full swap, like, or not after the, yeah, after the first night we had to did the full swap, that whole week we had sex like <laughs> multiple times, which hasn't, hadn't happened it in a like really long time. It was like we just started dating. Yeah, yeah, it was so, it was so <laughs> great. So that was really an awesome feeling to feel like reinvigorated in that way, but also just on a friendship and, and like, you know, spouse level, we, we feel um, just so much more connected, more connected. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and more appreciative. Uh, yeah, appreciative. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because there is that risk, right? I mean, everybody who does this and who's in the lifestyle knows of that risk and that feeling of. And I mean, I don't know if this ever goes away for some people. Maybe it does, but there is still that initial tinge of you know, and this is what most people avoid this and would never do it. Yeah, yeah the fear of jealousy of that this person might leave me, and right, um, you know, that's. That once you kind of face that head on and you confront that, it's it's a really, I mean, you said this earlier, but the, it's the word that comes to mind right now, but liberating feeling internally for, you know, one like literally oneself, for, you know, for me, I was like, wow, okay, I'm feeling this, but why am I feeling this? What is it, you know, really that's bothering me here? Um, and knowing that it's, you know, just a trust cap to, you know, you know, have sex with another man or woman and know that it's, it's okay for that to be happening because it doesn't mean that she's going to, you know, again, you come back and you still, yeah. you, we wake up next to each other. We, <laughs> you know, like there's, there's still that base and that foundation that we have. I feel like we leveled up. Yeah. Leveled, <laughs> leveled up. Have you really, had those feelings of jealousy at all? Um, you, I think you've had them a little more than me. I've, yeah. I've always been kind of like, well, you know, like I always kind of face jealousy as like, okay, what is jealousy? Right. Um, and then I kind of like break it down and then I'm like, okay, now I'm over it. I, I think Tom had a little bit more to get past that. Now, this was actually before we even started swinging. I, I think, um, that you kind of got past it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely was, <laughs> uh, cursed with a little more of the jealousy bug. This is by far helped to kind of squash that, that little gremlin in the head that, you know, says, oh, you know, if she does this. You know, you, you, you're not worthy. Yeah, you're not worthy. She's never coming back to you, loser. And that's like, you know, it's like, it's like, oh, come on. Like, you know, that's something that you have to, again, face a little bit head on and have to dissect and, and think about, well, where are these feelings actually coming from? It's, it's coming from me. And, and, and she's there to reassure and be like, there's, there's no way in hell that this one experience is going to replace everything that we have these eight years of, you know, an amazing relationship that has only gotten better over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was was there an experience that kind of helped you? Like, can you pinpoint an experience, I guess, that happened that you're like, that was the thing that happened that that allowed me to move past it? Or was it just a gradual buildup? The thing that comes to my mind, I don't know if you've got another, but the thing that comes to my mind is when we really started before our anniversary, before we went to New York last year. Um, oh, actually, no, Vegas. <laughs> oh, yeah. Vegas, <laughs> Vegas, baby. <laughs> um, I, you know, we went to, we went to Vegas for, I think it was like, and it wasn't, I don't remember, I don't remember last year in like February or something along those lines. And um, it was funny because we were in Vegas and I think you made the suggestion to go to a strip club or was, was it me? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't remember. I don't know, but we went. We ended up going. <laughs> <laughs> in love with it. You keep God damn it. Name. I keep saying it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay we'll take it out we'll take it out <laughs> all right i'm gonna start this one over one more time <laughs> vegas baby <laughs> no i think it was vegas it was definitely vegas um we went to vegas uh, 
last February. And I think it was you, it was me, I don't remember, but we ended up at a strip club. Somebody made the suggestion to go to a strip club, and Kat fell in love with a stripper. Yeah, her name was Moxie, and that was really hot. Uh, but she was coming on to me strong. I know that strip clubs and they're yeah, supposed to do that, yeah. but she was great. <laughs> she, but she like she was like this was like uh, I didn't expect this at all. Like we we went to these strip clubs just to kind of it's Vegas, you know, just have fun and be silly. Um, and uh, this one stripper was really awesome and came up to us well came up to me and we were just like talking about instagram or something Mm -hmm. um and then eventually she was like making out with me she was doing far more than i well i don't know maybe she does this to other women too but it felt like she was doing far more with us than normal i'm sure how it is with everyone there um but that kind of like opened up the door like later when we left i was like man she would just come home with us like i was like super excited about it and we hadn't even been like like talking about sweet well i mean that was a different context because it's threesomes but um but still like that was what i i, I was like kind of heartbroken the next day. <laughs> like staring out the window we literally went to a restaurant she's out the window just daydreaming moxie, moxie. <laughs> <laughs> you can see it behind the eyes so that kind of that kind of um, started that kinda, it all you were, you were saying that broke you from the jail hey can can we call you right back Okay. Uh, something Sorry, got it messed just got up. all goofy on us. Vegas, baby. Let's Vegas? hear it again. But anyway, so that we, we kind of all like made out with each other and, you know, went to the private room and stuff. And that was really, really fun. And then afterwards, the next day, slightly hungover, I was like staring out the window and <laughs> daydreaming about, about Moxie knowing I'd never see her again in my life. And I think that's when Tom kind of just got over it, got over it and realized like, oh, you know what? This is, this isn't something that it's not like Kat's going to run away with whoever this person is that she's fantasizing about or whatever. It's, it's, this is something we get to do together. I mean, yeah. as long as we do together, we won't be jealous. So, you know, we, we've talked about like, uh, not what was it called like a swapping not where you're in separate, separate room. Yeah, yeah, separate separate room. terrible yeah. terminology anyways we haven't done that yet and that's probably something we won't do for a little while until we really um get i guess a few more holes in our belt <laughs> <laughs> experiences I don't know if holes like going yeah not and i also don't know if that's going inward yeah, or outward yeah, are we gaining yeah. weight or are we losing it's weight a, it depends what you're into <laughs> <laughs> Little BDSM. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was definitely the first kind of spark, I think, that that got the, the the ideas going in Cat's head of you know bringing in some other people. But then also it was my first seeing that and being like, okay, oh, okay. interesting. Yeah, yeah, she's totally with another person right now, and it's pretty hot. So yeah, yeah. So thank you, Vegas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vegas, baby, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, do you think any of those would would resurface when you get to a point where you do play with a another a single male or a a bull or whatever the terminology you want to use for it? In in my mind, at this point, no. Um, I've seen Cat now with you know a couple of other other men and. It, it honestly is just a, I've, I've, those feelings of those initial feelings of jealousy I used to feel have really converted and, and, and changed into being able to see the pleasure that she's receiving. And when she's in those moments and she, you know, typically so far, I've always also been engaged, but we're, we're so, you know, we're close, we're sharing the moments where, you know, and, and it's this just wonderful thing to see that she's getting that 
even if it is from someone else, um, satisfaction. satisfaction. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. I mean, I I can't say absolutely with certainty that no, that won't ever, you know, surface again, which is something else we've talked about. And I think is incredibly important for anyone who's venturing into the lifestyle to talk about is what does happen in those situations that you can't predict, you know, when feelings come up that you, you have no idea that this is what you're going to feel. And though we have not had a really bad experience or anything yet, we're not ignorant to the fact that we very well and probably will one day. And Mm -hmm. how are we going to address that, you know, and how, you know, the next day or over the next week or the next, you know, however long it might take. So, you know, we're very lucky to not have had that yet, but we both, we both understand that that's probably going to happen eventually. And when that does happen, I think we're both, well, hopefully (laughs) ready to, to know that, that this is going to be a talking point and something we need to work out, but we're, we're both committed to each other to work that out. So we're prepped in that way. I mean, you never can predict what's going to happen or, or, you know, what kind hopefully no, nothing bad at all, but, right. um, you kind of do the prep work to have that emotional, and I don't want to call it a bug out bag, but that's, you know, that kind of, <laughs> yeah, cause that makes it sound like that you're ready to leave, but like <laughs> that emotional, like emergency kit. Right. So as long as you've done the homework to kind of fill that emotional emergency kit, you know, um, which is really just communication. Right. right. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And I, so one other thing that I had wanted to ask was early on, you guys mentioned that, you know, a lot of times sex was sort of an afterthought, uh, at least on Kat's behalf in terms of, you know, it seems like a lot of other things take priority. And um, since you guys have started doing this, has this shifted sex back to, the forefront for you, Kat? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, again, I think it's just my upbringing. I think just coming from Texas and being in a conservative kind of area and, and being raised that way, maybe not ever explore my sexuality. And now that, and it took a couple of years, you know, um, Tom was really good and, and patient with me in the first initial years because he's always been very sexual and open and, and, and loving as well. Um, and, and it took me a couple of years to, if this is again, before swinging to, to really be okay with my sexuality. And I would say swinging has actually really brought that on with me. I I've opened up so much more and I'm, 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 I'm so much happier too. I don't feel, I don't know. I, I, I want to tell the world. Everyone should be swinging. No. Um, but it, it's really opened me up to be a lot less um, initially judgmental. Not that I, I, I know that's a harsh word, but again, being raised in that atmosphere, you just kind of are that way at first. And I feel like I've gotten past that and I've really expanded my boundaries and really gotten into being okay with how I feel and, and, and being okay with getting pleasure and, and experiencing new things. Maybe I'm not like a hundred percent comfortable and everything, but it's not, it's not a bad uncomfortability. It's kind of like a, okay, this is new. I'm, I still feel safe. You know, all the, all the good positive things. I'm going to try this, even though I'm slightly nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all been good so far. It's really liberating. We keep yeah, saying that word, lubricating and liberating. <laughs> <laughs> the good words. Yeah. yeah so, so it sounds like it's just kind of helped you let go of a lot of the, the hangups you, you grew up with. And I think a lot of us have yeah. grown up with. For sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Definitely. that's amazing and and exciting to hear. It's really liberating. Yeah. <laughs> we also heard on uh, one of your episodes uh, about um, 
kind of the you know education system, right? I mean, it's that doesn't help any of it with the upbringing. It's like nobody really teaches you know sexual education in a way that would be really beneficial and productive. You know, the, the reproductive system is not taught productively, um, and it's it's yeah. it's really kind of sad because it's, you know a lot of people are just you know myself included, but I, growing up and there's a very uh, kind of just disjointed way of looking at sex from a young age. And, and when you, you know, do come into your own and you, you start to grow up and you really realize, wait a minute, there's, you know, you do the research, of course. I mean, you read books, you listen to the podcast, you do all that. You start to open your mind in this way. And it's, it's, it's honestly like waking up your, you know, actual sexual reborn. Yeah. Kind of re- <laughs> reborn. Yeah. I mean, and, and seeing it from more than just a, um, sex only has to be about procreation and only, well, and it's also someone you lo- only love and the only person for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. Exactly. And, and yeah, yeah, there's a, and it's also very, I mean, again, you hear this on a lot of podcasts as well, but like, you know, there is such a misogynistic drive behind it all that is very also unhealthy. And, and, and that, you know, again, bringing in the compersion aspect and much more consent, teaching that consent is huge. So um, I just think that teaching needs to be rethought, but yeah, well, of course. a lot of societal yeah. <laughs> things need to change. <laughs> yeah. True. I think we would agree with you a hundred percent on that. And there's just so much in the education system that, especially revolving sex ed that could be improved and expanded on and a lot more, I guess, discussed than just the, what is sex and the actual physical act of what is sex and that's it. Totally. Totally. 100%. So, oh, you were going to ask. Mm-hmm. I was going to circle back for a, a minute. I love you guys if you do that, by the way. <laughs> go, go to interrupt each other. Uh, I wanted to circle back and at the beginning, I know Kat, you mentioned like the first thing you were afraid of was, uh, you know, staying safe and, um, safety among STIs and that type of thing. And you went, you wanted to find that out at the swinger swinging one-on-one class. How have you <laughs> learned to have those conversations and how have you learned to navigate that? And and I'm going to, I'm going to also throw in there. How did you get past really not getting the answer you wanted that night and still moving to a place where you were comfortable engaging in a seven person orgy? well okay so the first night luckily we didn't like do anything that that involved like uh cross contamination yeah no penetration (laughs) no um oral it was it was all very um, just hands yeah hands Um, kissing yeah and then of course you know i we both get regularly checked so that's like not a problem at that point but once once we started doing the full swap stuff is and and the oral things is when i really wanted to make sure we started asking and though that 101 class didn't help i i think just um listening to y'all's podcast and mr and mrs jones kind of helped us be like okay this seems to be something people just bring up and ask right out um, so that's kind of what we've been doing in, in, in like a smooth way. Like, so, uh, <laughs> Hey, we'll go to the back here. <laughs> your SDI clean, man. <laughs> um, so, you know, we just casually ask you've been tested. We've been tested. And that mm-hmm. tends to be the way we do it. We, we don't like see any paperwork, but then we get tested afterwards. So just to double check. Right. Initially, I think we just had the fear also of like, is it okay to ask these things? And yeah. the, the longer, you know, again, we're still very new to this in the sense of it's only been a year, but 
we're starting to realize that that's actually just kind of the norm in the sense of nobody's going to judge you for asking that, you know? So, I mean, a little bit of a dovetail off of this into a a little bit of a new topic, but not too much. The people in this community are just incredible human beings. And that's one of the things I think is drawing us so much. Considerate. Yeah. And understanding. Yeah. Considerate and, uh, you know, direct, um, and, and, and some of the most real people we've met. Um, and, and that's, I think the thing that really breathes excitement and life into us about, you know, going to events or going to clubs is meeting like-minded people who, and, and going back to what your question was, Emma, asking a question like this isn't, you know, what, 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 you know, it's not, it's not, <laughs> you're not, you? how dare you? It's not that kind of an, uh, a question in this community, in this lifestyle. It's like, oh yeah, no, uh, we were tested recently or, you know, so, um, yeah, it's a long about, not about way to get to your <laughs> No, but it, it, and no, it's, it's, it's a good point. And two, if somebody does react that way, I think that tells you pretty much everything you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> right there, and we're right good now. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'll say that we need to get better at saying, um, not saying like, okay, we're not interested in you, but but being more clear about that. Like a lot of times, at a few of the clubs or times we've gone to the clubs, like people will approach us because we're there early because I'm very time oriented, <laughs> and and it's like, okay, it's early. There's no one here. And these people come to talk to us. So we're, we're very talkative people. Um, I wouldn't say we're like extroverts, but we're definitely like. Oh, really now? <laughs> we're, I was going to uh, say. Extroverts <laughs> introverts. I really like my alone time at home. But when we're out in public or like, you know, having having the interview or whatever, like, yeah, yeah we yeah. definitely can be extroverted in that way. But uh, but uh, my point is, like, I remember we were at the club a, a few I don't know, weeks ago or something, mm-hmm. and this couple came up, and we were there early again, and they were, like, talking with us. It's like, great, yeah, we'll talk with you. We're not really, like, interested, but we'll talk with you because there's no one else here, and there's nothing else to do. Um, and then yeah. the hours kept passing, and I kept drinking more champagne. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then eventually it was like, well, okay, now they clearly want to have sex with us, but we don't want to have sex with them. Uh, how do we, And like, we drank our bottle of champagne yeah, now. And so- um, it's just like, how do we... I think we're we're still learning how to be like we don't want to hurt people's feelings, so we're still learning how to be like no. But when Politely, it's in a weird yeah disengage. But when it's in a weird situation like that where you know we were just there early and there was no one else around, like it's kind of hard to know when to be like okay, we're not interested. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely something we're still working yeah. on is is how to politely yeah say no. Say no. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I think that's something that. It takes a a long time to figure out, and we don't even still have that skill necessarily because no. we're very much the same way. We'll we'll talk to just about anybody, you know, and and we will, we will talk to anybody. Yeah, because <laughs> that's part of the fun of it is meeting yeah, exactly. tons of different people. But you, you better be open to it. You guys have an entire podcast, <laughs> yeah. <it>, so. yeah. <laughs> but even in our in our personal uh side of things we we do we try to talk to everybody and we it is it's hard to you get to a point where you're like yeah i mean we're enjoying talking but we don't feel like we want to move beyond this and now you kind of have to gracefully disengage and and that's not always easy to do but mm-hmm. it's in my opinion it's much better because we've been on the reverse side of that where people won't even give you the time of day like we we've been in clubs and we've tried to talk to people and 
they'll they'll ignore us like we're like we don't exist and i was like well yeah. i know you can see me so pretending <laughs> pretending you can't doesn't really do us any good so, uh, I, I know I'm in all black and blend in with this leather couch. <laughs> yeah. but I wore my I wore my leather pants tonight, but I know you can see me. I didn't know there'd be leather. You in leather pants. <laughs> I know. It's really funny now. The thought that just went through my head, Finn, is because someone had said that you had looked like uh, Ross. I heard that episode. Friends Stuck in your leather pants. Yeah, I just think of the episode of Pivot. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, That's only for the listeners who like friends. show friends. Otherwise, uh, just on, give it on Netflix seconds. till the, uh, the end of the year. No, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that makes me laugh. Because <laughs> it's so true. I am not like Ross. Thank you. I know. You're not. You're not you have cool. some striking characteristics that are so, a little bit similar. So I had another question. Um, Changing topics. <laughs> being that you are from the Bible Belt, have you, either of you, uh, shared your adventures, or not necessarily the adventure part, but that you guys are open up, opened, okay, that you have opened up, <laughs> that you've opened up your relationship with anybody in your family or your friend circle bes- besides the one that you have threesomes with? um well so our friends here um in the bay area they they for they for the most part know like all of our like best friends now in fact we just told the i guess the last couple Mm -hmm. that we've been waiting to tell Mm -hmm. and it's close friends and it was so funny because she was like oh yeah i already knew and i was like what no come on (laughs) but yeah so all of our friends here now and that feels again i guess keep saying the word liberating but it feels really great to be able to like talk openly about that kind of stuff. Not that any of them are swingers that huh, wish they were, um, but <laughs> no fresh. Um, but, but as for family, I, I don't know if I could ever tell my, my mom, my dad, or my brother, um, at least at the moment, I, I, not that I think they would really judge me just it's cause we don't really bring up sex or anything like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Um, I, I, I am a little more open with friends even back home. I, I I don't really mind talking about kind of personal things. I did breach the subject very briefly with uh, with my father, um, and it was just kind of a, a funny moment where it was just casually snuck in, <laughs> uh, and and he he didn't really pay much attention to it, and he didn't really go into asking, and I just left it at that but as well. Do you feel like they, that yeah. your dad was a swinger at one point, too? I feel as though he might have been. He's just, you know, again, it's one of those topics that right. I don't Now we I'm... have that game of, like, who's a swinger? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I wonder if my dad and his wife are. I mean, my parents are divorced, so it's like a, a younger lady, and I wonder, I swear to God, they, they probably do. Like, I just feel like they do. <laughs> oh, they probably do. I'm, I'm pretty sure of it, but I, I don't know. That's my guess. That's my guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, as far as family goes, no, I, I don't, I would not talk to anyone other than my father about something like that in my family. Um, if they found out, it wouldn't be the end of the world. We're, we're no. very comfortable with kind of who we are when someone knows. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. I don't think it would hurt any relationships or anything. It's just a matter of comfortability. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And I, th- I think too, a lot of times you'll, you'll find that people on the swinging side don't necessarily bring it up, but a lot of times more on the poly side, because it, it tends to be a more 
integral part of who oh. they are. There's there's other partners and there's so I, I, I think that makes sense, you know, it's not like we go around telling our parents about our sex lives together, so why would we tell them about our sex lives together? Exactly. Right. Yeah. That's exactly that's exactly right. What, you guys don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, just just at Sunday dinner, but not not Sunday days of the week. So. Now, we, now we have told our our little boy Einstein. Uh, <laughs> again, reminding everyone, there's a dog here. You guys um, remember Einstein? <laughs> he knows everything. Actually, funny story. He um, we when we were like initiating or having like a actually it was the first time Tom got a double blowjob. Um, it was me and I. Uh, our other friends. Uh, well, not Einstein. It wasn't not you. Einstein. But we're we're like we forgot that like we're so used to having our dog around and like being on the floor or whatever when we're you know having sex on the bed. So we don't normally think about it because you just kind of get used to your animals being around. Uh, but we were <laughs> we were participating and you know this double blowjob and then like here's this dog like right next to us. And D was like, um, "Can we like do something with the dog?" Like, "Oh, oh yeah, oh my god, we we're so used to having him around." <laughs> so we like shoved him in the kitchen and put like the gate up, yeah. and he's just like whining at us. It was like a really weird moment. It was funny. Luckily, she's our friend, and it's not a big deal. We know better now. But <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> but was... it was a funny moment of like, "Oh, oh yeah, dog, go go over there." <laughs> yeah, if you're Please not don't. used to having pets around when they're there, it can kind of like throw you off you're like oh right. someone yeah. something yeah, is watching me <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> not humans watching me yeah. and that's why we prefer not to have things at our apartment <laughs> <laughs> well i think maybe that leads into um even though you did just share a blooper uh, we like to ask <laughs> a, a fun or sexy blooper that that has happened to you guys besides your your dog nosing around where he doesn't need to be <laughs> Um, I feel like we've told y'all our embarrassing. I know. I feel like the most embarrassing ones have probably already been covered. The one thing that I can remember that that does kind of come to the champagne night, actually, when we, yeah, when we. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, so we met this. uh, Yeah. So (laughs) don't judge me. No, it's not that. It's not that bad. Um, But it was just. It was. This is. This is where communication really comes in handy. (laughs) Let's just put it this way. You know, we had met another couple there, and it was actually we, we ended up meeting a different couple than the one that started that story earlier. But we met the couple. We ended up in the back. We're, you know, she's with him. I'm with, the, you know, the, the lady. lady. And, um, you know, we're we're engaging, and, and you know, Kat's with, you know, gentlemen, and I'm with the lady. And, um, you know, I, I, we're probably my, my maybe head, 30 minutes. I was kind of next to you. So, like, yeah. it, like, like, the girl was on top of him, so he was laying down. Uh, Tom was, and then I was uh, being, you know, approached from behind. So my face was kind of nor- near near Tom's, and we were kind of making out on occasion. And then I, yeah. then I was like, I gotta, I, I gotta throw up. <laughs> just, like, just like I'm gonna throw up. I had way too much champagne. So, so, so like immediately we like got up and we're like, all right, thank you. We yeah, gotta thank go you. We're, 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 we may be back or not. Um, and then yeah, I ran into the bath. Luckily, the bathrooms were unisex, so Tom could join me and hold my. Well, my hair is short now, but you know, help me with my hair out of my face. And I, and yeah. I unfortunately, had to throw up in the toilet. Oh, it's so embarrassing. Yeah, so but. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was not a great night. <laughs> I still got the numbers of all those people. 
<laughs> they don't, I don't think they knew that that's what happened, though. No, and I, I guess we went back and we chatted with them and let them just basically know, like, oh, yeah, she just wasn't feeling well. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah we, no you know. big deal. Just a bottle of champagne. But if they're listening right now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> Had to get, you got out of that situation that's fast. The most horrific that we've got. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, you, like you got out of that situation fast to make it to the bathroom in time. <laughs> I'm a quick mover. I, you know, I get motion sickness, so I've been really good at, like, knowing the, the precipice when something's about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of training. And, and you know, when you're, when you're being fucked from behind, it's very much the motion of, like, a boat. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, it is time to go. <laughs> It's okay. There's there's nothing to be embarrassed by about that. You got out of there. It's all good. I did. I, I handled it in a very, uh, yeah, it was very clean and, and we got away real fast and everything was good. I wasn't as, no one knew that that was happening. It was just an internal embarrassing moment. And now all of your <laughs> listeners will know. So. <laughs> yeah. so never be afraid, listeners, to just go and, you know, take care of business if you have to. You can right. see yourself out of any situation. <laughs> Yeah, or wear your C-bands and anti-motion sickness medicine. <laughs> yeah, yep. all the drama you know, I can take. <laughs> yep. I'm on board with that, too. I get motion sickness very easily. That's, uh, that's why we had to get rid of our waterbed. <laughs> Something tells me that's a true story. It's not. Uh, it's not. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That was funny, though. Yeah, Finn just likes to make things up sometimes. Every once in a while. <laughs> but I think maybe, unless you guys have something else super urgent that you want to share with the listeners besides times you've thrown up at the club, <laughs> we want to give you that opportunity before we let you uh, let you finish packing for your big trip. Yeah. Uh, two things. I think I should play a little didgeridoo, because we mentioned that. <laughs> I don't know how great it'll sound, but I will do a little ditty on my a little ditty on my didgeridoo. (laughs) Um, But I think the second thing is, if if, you know, if any listeners are on the fence about whether or not they should do it, if they're going to feel jealous ever or anything like that, is is to to just start having conversations about it. You know, we have a few friends that I think are interested in in opening their relationship, but they're really afraid the other person isn't going to want it or how you know that they'll react negatively. Um, But if you don't talk about it with them, you'll never know. And why would you want to find that out years later and, and then be super dissatisfied that you've spent so much time in a relationship where y'all really aren't able to communicate about those things? So, you know, keep listening to the podcast, keep learning about what the, the scene is about and know that like, if you do step your toe into it, that the people there are really respectful and no one's trying to steal each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone's just trying to um, have, you know, these, these kind of natural connections, I think as humans we're supposed to have mm-hmm. and to try it out. It'll help a lot. At least yeah. it helped us. <laughs> and and before you you play us some dig, uh, <laughs> don't say it like that. <laughs> no, it's cool. I, it's I'm cool. with you, man. It's the way play you say digits. it. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll only be like a few seconds. <laughs> or, or, or we could call it the yidarchy. Would you prefer that? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I think it was just the way you rolled that out was not uh, was not yeah. uh, the best. So, so yeah. Bef- <laughs> Before that, you mentioned a couple of resources early on. You read um, Sex at Dawn. Were there any other resources or books that that you found helpful as you kind of navigated through this? Or, um, Well, they're not necessarily like uh, 
non-monogamy kind of things, but um, taming your gremlin. I said, mm-hmm. I, okay, so you know, we go to therapy. We didn't really talk about that much, but it's been really great, and I highly recommend anyone to go to therapy, regardless of where you are in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but our therapist, who's awesome um, and also in like an open relationship, which is pretty cool, she recommended reading um, "Taming Your Gremlins." which is, it's basically just, uh, and that sounds really stupid, I know. It's a, it's a self-help book. But basically it allows you to see like these kinds of gremlins in your head and about jealousy or whatever you're going through, even like, you know, judgments on yourself mm-hmm. and, and realize them for what they are and let go of them. And it kind of gives you a structure to get past that. Um, and I think a lot of, you know, swinging is being comfortable with yourself and obviously trusting in your relationship. And that book really supports that, even though it has nothing to do with swinging. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent, and, and, and I have nothing else to contribute that your listeners haven't already heard. But yeah. uh, ethical slut, sex at dawn, um, podcasts, we got a thing, um, swinging down under, um, and, and then, star talk. And, and, <laughs> oh no! He's in the news lately, no. so I don't know about that one. <laughs> no, um, and then like I said, sex with Emily is a really good one. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Get your astrophysicist on yeah. while you're at it. So yeah. And if you haven't tried vibrating cock rings, oh, I'm saying you're missing out. You're then. missing out. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds uh, good. All good tips. Yeah. <laughs> it's also the first right. time Star Talk has been recommended, so thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a nerd. <laughs> Which is what I love. Play some digs. All right. <laughs> Let's hear this. Okay. Play us out, cat. Yeah. Play us out. Uh, what, like when did you learn? Content. Oh, my goodness. Guys, I, this is how nerdy I am. I, I, like, went to the Renaissance Festival in, like, seventh grade and was like, what's this? And the guy was like, that's a didgeridoo. Only a few people can play it. I was like, I'm going to do it. So I spent my, my Renfest money there and bought, bought this didgeridoo. And, uh. Yeah, and now I can play a few things. I can't circle breathe, which would be pretty impressive. Um, but I'm not that good, so. I feel like we're making a lot of uh, talk of. We're going to make it sound really, it's not going to be that cool. But, uh, <laughs> also, fun fact, apparently Renfests are like uh, the epicenter for all swingers to go to, from uh-huh. what we heard. Yeah, <laughs> that and, and we learned rodeos, too. What? Uh, what? Remember, there was that rodeo near us that one weekend, and we looked in, like, everybody on the swinging website had, like, a rendezvous set up to, like, meet at the rodeo. I don't oh my remember God. that. Wow. But I guess For the rodeo sense. clown fetish, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the clown fetish. It's the clown fetish. <laughs> hey, you weren't to supposed to tell own. anybody. <laughs> well, now, now. All right, I don't know how great this is going to sound, but, and I can't smile while I do it, so, okay. Perfect. <laughs> and Einstein loved and, uh, it. It's not that exciting. <laughs> no, but I like I how Einstein like tries to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Can you just like dub over it a really cool like dubstep song? No, yeah, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna insert some really sweet dig music. <laughs> <laughs> Go find some you know uncopyrighted didgeridoo and just play it over that one note she, yeah. <laughs> she just blasted. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you both and Einstein as well for your time. And yes. uh yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah. And it was awesome. Thanks so much, guys. And your yeah, excitement yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> for balancing out some of our my my uh monotone approach. 
<laughs> yeah, we need to. You guys have... rock. You guys are doing an awesome thing, and you really are giving a, a, a voice to this community and this lifestyle in a way that I don't know that any other podcast is doing it in the same manner. Not that anyone's not doing it just as well in different formats, but your format is so helpful and eye-opening. Um, so keep on doing what you're doing. You guys rock. So thank, thank you. you. That's awesome. And and thank you for contributing. We we yes. can't do it without you. Exactly. So. We uh we need everyone that to share their story. So that is <laughs> amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. So let's let's say fake goodbye and uh We'll talk soon. <laughs> Good night, guys. Bye. Bye. We're back. Did everyone like the didgeridoo? I liked the didgeridoo. <laughs> I've been practicing my circular breathing for... You don't even own a didgeridoo. I know, but it's also a beneficial skill if you're going down on a... Uh, yes, I know. ...man or woman. <laughs> or... Anyway, so... <laughs> Thanks to Kat and Tom. They were a lot of fun, and we had a really blast. A really blast. We, we had a really... Bl- it was a really blast, guys. Thank you. <laughs> we had a blast talking with them. As we mentioned at the top of the show, go check out normalizingnonmonogamy.com slash contest to get entered to win the $50 gift cards. This will be running through March 31st, and then we will pick the winners. Yeah, please go do that. We're super excited about it. And the other thing we wanted to quickly mention, Cassie, you can get a free six-month trial by using the link on our website. And My One Condoms, our other new one, go check out the links for My One Condom. Get yourself some custom-fit condoms. They fit the best. And we will see everybody in a week for the next interview with... Chris Smith. Christopher Smith. Yeah. Awesome, awesome awesome interview uh yeah this one it's awesome yeah that was he's really great to talk to we will see you in a week wait our website is normalizingnonmonogamy.com like 14 times this episode i understand but i also wanted to mention you can find us on twitter or cassidy under the screen name nnm podcast and actually newer too you can find us on instagram so that's it. That's all I wanted to mention. Thank you to the one person still listening. You're our favorite fan, and we will see you in a week. <laughs> wow. Bye, everyone.